Paul, brother. Dude, fuck you. you. Coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned training facility where we talk about fighting, training, and events. It's the Fight Mixer Show, where you can hear about all the local and world combat sports happenings. Get ready. It's time to gear up and square up, because we're going live, live on the Fight Mixer Show. going on everybody and welcome to a wonderful edition a special edition of Fight Mixer. and uh we're here with uh four-time world champion the legend himself mr gabe alongside matt the producer gabe how you doing tonight brother uh, i'm good i'm good i'm uh you know I, I i didn't get as much sleep as uh some people last night but uh I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and of course we're talking about how Tito Ortiz's boxing ability is the second worst thing to happen on 9 11. <laughs> that was bad. Oof. Oh boy. So, yeah. I, so, you know, I don't watch a lot of fights. I, I, so it's like, but, but last night I, uh, I decided to, to, to tune in and watch the atrocity, which is Triller. Holy snapple. Oof. Oof. Uh, it, it proves that, like, you know, watching a car crash is interesting, but still a fucking car crash. You know, like, it, it's like watching an abortion, I guess, like, happen before your eyes. It's like, uh, uh, uh. Do I really uh, want to watch this? Like, oh, I'm going to watch it. Oh, God. Oh, I feel so dirty. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and we up. I'll continue. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Please, please. No, 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 no. Please. We have so much to talk about. I want to hear your expert analysis on this. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, you know, I so I even put this on my social media because I, when it first happened, I, I said I could watch Tito get knocked out a thousand times and it wouldn't be enough. Um, and then I sat there like the, the fighter me was like, man, he went in there, he fought, he was doing, you know, and he's he's in a, you know, he, he was the first uh, 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 light heavyweight champion. I got to give him some respect. And then I thought about it more and more. And I'm like, no, you know what? Fuck that guy. He doesn't deserve any respect. He's always been a prick. He's always like, like just a genuine shithead. So you know what? I'm that I can. I watched it another fifteen times today. <laughs> and and we, oh yeah, that knockout. Oh man, like and Tito Ortiz. The the biggest problem is like, and again, Gabe. You have to realize Gabe does not like Tito for reasons because he actually met Tito. I don't yeah. like Tito for a very very like fan reason where like I grew up watching the sport. Tito Ortiz when it was Chuck Liddell's time. Delay the inevitable of Chuck Liddell taking the mantle, taking the flame, and running to help evolve the sport. And he was delaying the inevitable. And, you know, I asked Gabe over and over again, did Tito really duck Chuck Liddell? And unanimous, everybody I talked to, Tito Ortiz absolutely ducked Chuck oh, Liddell. Oh, no question. Yeah, no question. I mean, 
Uh, ducking is not, you know, uh, that that is the least of my my uh, issues with Tito. Him being a complete arrogant prick. Um, and the thing, my favorite part about it is he's only Tito because he he's trying to to, to pander to the Latina crowd, the Latino crowd. He's been Jacob his whole life. He like throughout high school, everyone in in, in Orange County knows him as Jacob because like he did not want to be. He didn't want to be Latin. He didn't want to have Mexican roots until it became beneficial for him. And that's exactly who the fuck that guy is. A, I know a guy who knows guy who met a guy named Tito. Good name for a frog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to tell you, though, Anderson had a beautiful slip hook. Boom. Nice. I mean, just the timing was – it was weird. Tito, Tito came in with, like, that rock him, sock him. Like, he watched old Vandalay, you know, <laughs> Like that back and forth, just in like robotic hook stuff. What, what the hell are you doing? And then uh, beautiful slip out. Oh, yeah, done, done, son. He looked very like he. The mechanics weren't there. You could just tell. Maybe it's because he's older in age, but like you, you could just tell he was very uncomfortable in there. And he was like landing punches, and I, I think he couldn't believe he was landing punches. And, and Anderson Silva, if you ever watch Anderson Silva's career, he always he's doing data. So as soon as he's like, okay, Tito's got shit, bam, and just fucking lights out City. Tito was not getting up for that shit. Well, you said uh, you thought Tito was landing punches. Yeah, Tito. Tito was landing punches, but not well, necessarily landing them. Anderson so has a good boxing is very very. Uh... It's it's harder to gauge than it is for MMA because a lot even a lot of times in, in MMA someone will block here and it'll, it'll land and you're like ooh that was a hard shot but you're not getting through. Tito landed fucking nothing, nothing like really. I mean he, you know he landed on the gloves and but he never got a clean shot. Um, but regardless, it, in the end, uh, all it took was one. <laughs> yeah, and Chuck Liddell. It, it goes back to what Chuck Liddell said. Like, and, and this is where like Tito Ortiz really fucking started to really annoying me because like back in the day all i cared about was like kajushi sakuraba was doing and i had bigger fish to fry i mean i was concentrating on sakuraba getting past mandalay silva back in the day so i had no i had no concerns with tito ortiz like yeah he was a cunt and he was ducking chuck liddell and it, it delayed ufc getting past the next level and chuck liddell was going to be named mainstream and everybody saw the writing on the wall that chuck liddell was going to be the poster boy and as soon as he was a poster boy he has that mike tyson type vibe and i met chuck liddell and i I didn't even ask for a picture. All I did was thank him so much for like all he's done for this tour. And Chuck Liddell is this super cool. Him and Randy Couture were both the nicest guys I ever met besides Mr. Gay. But like, besides that, like when Tito, when Tito Ortiz, when Chuck Liddell, when he first fought Tito Ortiz, he's like, I cannot lose the Tito because if I lose, I'll never hear the end of it. When, when Tito ducked Chuck and said, I had to do back surgery, I can't participate in the Olympic fighter. Then Chuck Liddell steps in with uh, Rich Franklin, and then Rich Franklin, of course, beats Chuck, and then Chuck retires. Heartbreaking. I hated seeing him get knocked out again, but, like, nevertheless. And, and then in Chuck Liddell's return fight, fights uh, fights Tito in Golden Boy, which everybody thought was a terrible idea. And I don't know who sanctioned that, but they deserve to be shot, killed in Maine. And as soon as Tito beat an aging Chuck Liddell, who hasn't fought since 2010, fuck Tito, because he talked so much shit. And fought Alberto Del Rio after, and he kept talking, talking, signed up for Congress, and his crazy fucking shit that came out of his stupid mouth and spreading stupidity all over fucking the beautiful Huntington Beach area and to beautiful people and fucking spreading his nonsense. Gets, gets fired after six months, thank God. 
I, I'm so glad Anderson Silva was able to knock him the fuck out, and he so he can finally shut the fuck up for a change because he was so annoying. Like the volume on high, like Tito Ortiz was just that fucking annoying. Well, I, I'll tell you, uh, t- Tito is Tito's favorite fan, and uh, <laughs> you know him beating an aged, broken Chuck Liddell was sad. And I like honestly, you can't be that impressed. I, uh, uh, you know what? Um, I was thinking about this earlier today. Is I'm very curious if Vitor feels that like he succeeded in something massive by destroying an old broken Evander Holyfield. I hope not. I hope he's, if anything, I hope he kind of feels bad for himself because the reality is like that, like did he win the fight? Of course, but like fighting in a 58 year old broken man is not the same thing as, is, is fighting someone in their, in their prime. And Chuck and Tito is a perfect example of that where Chuck murked him, murked him twice and then you fight him when he's old and broken. And, like, I'm sure for, for Tito that feels good, but how good can you really feel about that? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I, oh, wow. Like, you know, you 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 picked on someone who was weaker and, and you knew that was broken. They'd beaten you up before, but now, like, now that, you know, things things have changed. You finally got a hold of it. Fuck you. Fuck you. And, I, I, and you know, look, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I give – Tito credit for getting in there and still fighting, but you know, it's also kind of sad. Like, uh, the, we're, let's use Evander as a perfect example. It's like, because uh, I've, I've been going back and forth with a lot of people about that. Like, uh, Evander's 58, and, uh, you know, uh, it's it's nice to not, well, not, not nice, but there, there are fighters that are, that are still out there trying to make money because this is how they support themselves. And they realize that, you know, whether financially or whatever. And, and I also understand that there's always going to, you're always going to have a fighter's heart. Um, and I go back and forth feeling like, uh, how dare the promoters allow this shit to happen to make money. But at the same time, it's like the fighters are making the decision to do it as well. Yeah. You know, you have conversations with Trilla and I'm on the fence about people with Trilla and especially putting a 58 year old Vander Holyfield who should be retired and enjoying the fruits of his labor concerning Vander Holyfield has had such a great career. Uh, he, there should be no reason why he should fight. He's one of the American legends. Of boxing, but the fact is, you know, uh, boxers they they blow their money. Mike Tyson went bankrupt like what twice, blew like what over sixty million because of I blame Robin Gibbons and Don King. But like, there should be no reason why Evander Holyfield is still stepping in the fucking ring. And the fact that Vitor Belfort is still stepping in the ring. I mean, my, the first time I saw Vitor Belfort, he fought Randy Couture in the nineties, and, and like I saw him fight Vanderlei Silva. Like that's like he he started off in the game young, but like there should be no reason. Why, and I have all the respect in the world to, to Vitor Belfort. I would never, ever say a bad word about Vitor Belfort, but there should be absolutely, positively, no reason why these great American, these legends, Brazilian fighters, American legends, I don't care. Uh, Anderson Silva just, he break, breaks the matrix because Anderson Silva is a fucking goat, so he can do whatever he wants. I would never tell, but like, there should be no reason why they should be stepping in the ring. No reason whatsoever. Well, I mean, uh, well, it, it comes down to, I think a big part of it is the financial side of it. You know, yeah. Evander has 11 kids with six women. I looked it up. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of, that's a lot of child support. You know, know. 11, 11 kids is a lot, man. I have two and like, I can't imagine if I, if I added another nine to the collection. Um, <laughs> how, many, how, how much women did Evander Holyfield beg? All of them, <laughs> pretty much. Well, but so like, so I, I, I hate to say it is, uh, um, it's difficult when, when you, you know, you, you make a, a, a substantial amount of money, and this happens with all pro athletes, and it's very, very common. You can look at the NFL, you can look at MLB, 
um, you have this massive amount of, well, you're given a good amount of money for, for the time period you're in. And I mean, like uh, Vander Holyfield was probably making millions at the height of his career. Um, I'm sure Tito, I mean, Tito's driving a Bentley and has had a house in Big Bear, had the house in Huntington Beach, was, you know, had a, had a boat, was like, you know, living well past his means. Um, well, maybe his means in, in, in that time frame, but then you then drop off and all that money that you were making doesn't, doesn't come anymore. And you're still spending money the way you had it before. And you're like, Oh shit. Like, you know, I've got bills to pay. I've got things to take care of. What can I do? And then you're like, okay, well I can still fight. I still have name recognition to where I can fight and make some money. Um, and I, I would be lying if I said that like you don't, you don't stop having a fighter spirit. Like as much as I think Tito's a, a douchebag, I still think he's a fighter. I still think that like, you know, he has a fighter's mentality. Now, admittedly it's a narcissistic douchey mentality, but like, regardless you know, he goes in there and he fights and uh, um, it's tough. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you know, I, and let's be honest, Tito's uh, uh, not as much of, as, as big as that head is, there's not a lot of brains in there. And <laughs> what, what has he done? You know, he had a, he had a punishment clothing, which has gone, which has failed. He did punishment athletics, which has failed. Um, you know, uh, what are, he tried to do acting. And if you ever really want to laugh out hard, uh, make do yourself a favor and jump on YouTube for Tito Ortiz acting. Um, <laughs> rough, rough. So I mean, like you know, oh, it, it, uh, he could have done other things and put money into different things, and and but it's it's tough, man. Like when you know you were in, you were getting paid a certain amount, and that certain amount doesn't come. You're still spending the same amount. Rough times. When when when, when Tito Ortiz ducked Chuck, he was like, "Well, I have all these acting commitments and everything like that." And he got in the ring after he beat Ken Shamrock. It was November two thousand two at UFC Vendetta, and Tito was like, "Yeah, well, I want to like." And by the way, months before that, June, uh, June uh, no, it was like June two thousand two on the Best Damn Sports Show period on Fox, where that was the first nationally televised like MMA fight, like finally reintroducing UFC finally got back on a network television with the best fan sports show where Vitor Belford actually fought Chuck Liddell and Chuck Liddell won. Tito Ortiz got in the cage and said, well, I guess me and Chuck are next and I have to give him a beating, but like all this, blah, 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 blah. Fuck that. Fuck him. So like, and then, uh, then, you know, November, 2002, Tito Ortiz was on the microphone saying, well, I don't want to fight my friend and we have to do it for big money. And I have movie commitments and yada, yada. And all the forms blew up and said, Tito Ortiz is a bitch and everything. But then Tito Ortiz said, Oh, my, my movie career. I have all these. And, and I remember going down to LBI with my friend Tommy that summer or two summers after that. And then I, I didn't know what acting career he had until I looked on the shelf and I saw a VHS tape of The Crow 3 with Tito Ortiz in it. I'm like, I look over at my friend Tommy. I'm like, this is how he delayed fucking Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz because of this shit? This is garbage. Like, bullshit. He no, never no, had he, a career. He, Fuck he did like he did a Croatian, a movie in Croatia or something like that. It's what? out there and oh God, is it atrocious? It's some action movie in a Croatia or something. It's really, <laughs> really bad. But I mean, oh, hey, I mean, give it a shot, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean if, if Steven Seagal can do it, why not? Why not give it see, a shot? Well, Steven Seagal's had a full career. And I'll be honest, as much as I hate it now, <laughs> I, uh, I, when I was a kid, I thought he was the baddest man on the planet. <laughs> Hey, don't talk shit about Steven Seagal, okay? He's the reason why Bendley, uh, uh, Anderson Silva won all those fights. So don't talk shit about Steven Seagal. <laughs> I, I can't argue I that. Talking, I was talking more about the acting than, than Steven Seagal. Oh, my right. God. Steven Seagal showed up at the UFC uh, training center one time when Daniel Cormier was fighting John Jones in 2014. And Steven Seagal was like, 
I'm gonna show Daniel Cormier some things, but everyone has to clear the room. And Daniel Cormier's like, okay, we'll dim them out. And get, and Stephen Skull is like, and you have to lower all the footage. Don't don't tape any of it. Don't tape anything. And Daniel Cormier's like, okay, you weirdo. Okay, guys, <laughs> leave the room. And I knew at that moment John Jones was gonna beat Daniel Cormier. And I love Daniel. Cormier. <laughs> podcast. I love Daniel Cormier, but fuck, man. If you're taking advice from Stephen Skull, holy shit, you're in trouble. What the? Come on, man. Listen, if Steven Seagal or even Jean-Claude Van Damme are going to teach you something, you're going to sit and, like, regardless of how fucking hokey it is, you're going to sit and listen. Like, it's just like, it's like your, your, you know, your, 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 uh, old, old uncle is like, you know, I was, I was special forces. I'm going to teach you a move that's going to, that could kill anybody. You're going to listen to him. You know, he's full of shit, but you're going to listen to him, you know? What about, what about, and we're talking about this offline, whether your political opinion is, it doesn't matter, but we can all agree as Americans that Donald Trump is, and coming from a commentator, Donald Trump is the worst commentator in the history of commentating. I disagree. I think he was the best. He, he was, was the best and hated the biggest. Believe me. Believe me. I'm saying it, so believe me. Buzzword, 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 tremendous, awesome, great, super. Like fuck you, your worst commentator. It, it was fuck really, me. really bad. It was, it was, it was painfully bad. And uh, I, I think the worst part about it was that Dos Santos was sitting there, like in his butt, like, oh, 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 oh you're the best. Oh God, you know everything about boxing. Oh, you know so much. And I was, I was like, <laughs> come on, man, come on. Like how's the he weather was, up there in Donald Trump's hard butthole? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, in, 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 again, all politics aside, all it, politics was, it was really, really bad. It was a. It, but was, I, it, was it really, really, really the worst? Yeah. Believe me, believe me, it was the worst ever. Um, no, it, I've, had, I've had doctors tell me it wasn't the worst. Triller, Triller as a whole, and this I was asked earlier is what was my favorite part of Triller? Um, I, my personal. The, the thing that I found the best about Triller was that I got to turn it off. <laughs> like, that I was just like, you know what? I'm done. Like, I, I, the fact, like, genuinely, like, I, 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 I don't know what they're trying to do. They're, they're really poor musical acts and ancient boxers. And I didn't watch it. Did, did, was it like the last one where it was like over and over, more and more rap, rap? Yeah. Like, they had this, uh, they had this oh, not good that came out here. Rap. And he had like uh, the bowl cut, and and uh, and then they were talking about like a a, a rap battle between. I th- I thought I thought Big Fat Joe died, but apparently he he's 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 uh, doing a ba- rap battle versus Ja Rule. I mean, I thought Ja Rule died too. At least yeah, career wise. Did he die in uh, that uh, fire festival? I, I thought he died in that, that island. That, that yeah, that was yeah, that's the last I heard of Ja. But uh, and then they had Fifty Cent, who's like really out of shape, and like he's commentating. You're like, what the, what the fuck is com- what? Like Fifty Cent doesn't know shit about shit. He doesn't know shit about music. Like what the yeah. fuck is he commentating a boxing match with MMA guys? Like not yeah. even like it's not even a boxing match with with boxers. It's like MMA guys. You're like, fuck out of here. Then they have Mario Lopez. What the fuck oh, is Mario Lopez doing there? Don't talk shit about Slater, sir. Watch your tongue. Watch your tongue, sir. You don't. I'm fuck just saying. Slater. I'm just saying, like, like you know what it felt like? It, it felt like, let's try to throw everything together and just see if it fucking works. Huh? Like, they didn't feel like there was any, like, the, the best part, oh, they, they were doing interviews. The guys are, the, the, uh, they have them already lined up to go into fight, and they're like, 
Let's have an interview with them as they're staged to walk down. Oh like, my God. What kind of fucking moron was like, this is going to be a good idea. No, no, no. Check it, check it out. Listen to me. Listen to me. This, this, everyone does interviews after the fight. Let's do it before the fight. Right, right before. before the fight. Didn't he talk to like Trilla management or like his the, the president of Trilla or somebody? Like somebody was going to come on the show like that was involved um, with Trilla. I, I actually uh, I was I was getting sushi uh, close to, to Kaiju MMA and Fitness in beautiful oh, Tarzana, California. Beautiful and uh, um, the the I so I go to the sushi place very very often, and uh, the mm-hmm. owner is a friend of mine. And uh, he goes, "Hey, uh, you know, this is uh, I can't think of the guy's name for the life of me, but uh, he's the uh, uh, matchmaker for Triller." And this is before that uh, he was the it was already going to be Vitor versus De La Hoya. And my friend knows how much I, de- I despise Tito and how much I really like Anderson. Everybody and he goes, he goes, tell, tell, tell Gabe what, what, uh, what fight you guys are working on. And this is before it was a done deal. And we didn't say anything because it wasn't our place to say. And he goes, we're going to do Anderson versus Tito in boxing. And I just started laughing. I'm like, you want Tito to die? I mean, I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong. If you want him to die, I'll watch it. 100% you'll get my money. But, but uh, um, uh, yeah, so I, I met the matchmaker, and he said he was going to come on, and he actually wanted the, the, the president to come on. I gave him my business card, but he might come on. He may not. Who knows? And I, I, I am uh, – and usually I do fluff pieces because I have such a respect for everybody that fights. And, like, you know, and, again, I grew up watching this. So, like – you know, when Gabe was going to be my co- – like, we're going to be co-hosting with Gabe. I'm like, holy shit, I don't even deserve to be on the same platform as Gabe. So, like, I'm a pro fighter, and, like, you know, I am I have such a huge respect for fighting and fighters. And, and like, Trilla is – I usually I do fluff pieces, but, like, in the back of my mind, that was going to be the one interview. Like, if they come on, I'm going to ask them, you know, what the fuck? You know, there, there's so many things I adamantly disagree with, especially with – as from a business standpoint, like, did they, did they ever box – do they ever like do combat sports? Do they ever like, put them through the grinder? Like, do they? Are they just like? Is this just a cash grab? Like, are we trying to get fucking event of Holyfield Field? It's a very holy. So I've lived in LA for uh, since two thousand three, like the LA area, and I've been involved. And, and thing is, everything Hollywood, everyone is is based around entertainment, and and yeah. it feels like they're entertainment guys, and entertainment guys are like. Let's do something and like let let's let's put all this stuff together and like look yeah all you do is look at all the the garbage movies that are out there and you, you're gonna be like dude someone pitched this and a bunch of guys are like fuck it let's see what happens <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh, that is Hollywood as a whole and that's I think what Triller is is a bunch of entertainment guys that are like listen we you know what's really hot right now MMA MMA is hot what if we brought music MMA fighters and made them box. Holy shit. What an Wait. idea. And and you know what? You'll get celebrities and everyone loves celebrities and everyone likes smoke machines and everyone likes crappy music. Let's put it all together and see what the fuck happens. That's what I think Triller is. From, from a business standpoint, though, a couple of things are wrong with that. Number one, the audience that they're going towards are the teenage demographic. Which one, the teenage demographic are used to getting everything for free, instant gratification. You know, I post a picture, I'm going to get a million likes. Uh, I, I want a song, I can download it for free. I can, you know, free, free, free. Like, the reason why Trilla is going to go out of business soon is because the demographic they're going after is the younger demographic. So I guess they were like, okay, fuck it. 
let's just get all these old school guys for nostalgia purposes. And I'm not going to bag on them because I love when Mike Tyson came back because Mike Tyson's punch out was my first video game. And I love Mike Tyson. I couldn't get enough of Mike Tyson as a kid. When he lost against Buster Douglas, I fucking cried. You know, and I was like, what, four or five? Like, I was young, but like, I love Mike Tyson. So when he came back, you know, God bless him for bringing back Mike Tyson. But like, you know, it, 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 you're going to burn out all candles. Like number two, like us as fighters, we're watching this and we're seeing Justin Bieber perform and we're seeing all these celebrities. And, you know, like I, I think MMA has evolved to the point where, you know, fans are now educating themselves and they're going to schools like Kajuja MMA and fitness and they're like educating themselves about the beauty of the sport. So now that educated fan base that took the time to educate themselves on why they like MMA are going to be like, well, this is fucking bullshit because this is stupid. Like, why are you going to mix all these things together? So you're going to burn out that candle for like musical acts and the people that like musical acts, but don't really necessarily know boxing. They're going to see this, their first introduction of boxing. And they're going to say, wow, shit, grandpa is fighting grandpa too. And it's just a, a mess of just old people. So uh, is this boxing now? Fuck boxing. And they're going to turn off the TV. Like that's number two. Yeah. Number three, I, I, think it's a little, I think it's a little bit like, you know, people like uh, fudge yeah. and people like steak and, right. you know, People like puppies, but you don't put them all in a blender. <laughs> Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. That happens to be my secret protein Damn. that I get from Dranger, as a matter of fact. Oh, right. All Dranger protein has puppies and steak in it. Pretty well unknown fact. And you don't you don't cook That's steak. True. And you don't cook steak and serve it when the steak was cooked in 1987 and it was in, in its prime in 1987. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you see well, where I'm coming with this? You know? Well, so my, my, my one, my one I, I would agree with you a lot, but there are millions and millions of kids that think that Jake Paul is a legitimate badass and has bit, beat, he's legitimately beaten MMA fighters. And in their weird delusional mind, that makes him the baddest man on the planet. There are a lot of kids that believe that shit. That yeah, Jake, now, not to mention he's, he hasn't fought MMA once and he never will, but the fact that he's getting... Ben asking to put on gloves and beating him. And people were like, see, look at that. Dude, he's a badass. <laughs> like, I, was, I was at Universal Studios. I looked behind me and I seen uh, somebody wearing a Jake Paul Mayweather shirt. And I'm like, no. Oh, my God. So, well, hey. so, well, so that, 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 uh, I, dude, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anymore, David. I, I don't, I don't, I, I would think that I, like the Paul brothers, I thought that would both be irrelevant in no time. And I, I thought it would disappear, but they're massive stars now. What the fuck do I know, man? Like I was expecting, but yeah, what I don't know. According to I, some, there are massive stars before. But. It, it, it coincides. I've done my investigating, and like Anthony Taylor, big friend of the show, big friend of mine. You know, he fought on that card, and he fought valiantly against uh, Tommy Fury. You know, he lost by decision, but like, you know, shout out to him, man. He's trained over with Jake Paul. What I like about Jake Paul is this: is he's he is bringing up a valid opinion and a valid point that we've all complained about, me and Gabe especially, that fighters should be paid more. And I think Gabe should have been paid millions and millions of dollars for his efforts because, you know, I, that, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, and, and he paid he, – he took care of my boy, Anthony Taylor. He got him on the stage and everything like that. He hooked him up and he donated to, like, UFC fighters and everything like that. So Jake Paul, uh, you know, in that regards, I like Jake Paul. But, you know, it, boxing is only, they call it mixed martial arts because mixed martial arts is the total fighting package. Boxing is only one portion 
and one part that makes a complete fighter. Jake Paul did fight in MMA for his uh, little podcast on YouTube, and he got his ass kicked. But besides the point, so it coincides, and I did my research. Back in 2017, Jake Paul got fired off the show in Disney. So Jake Paul got fired, and then, you know, during that time frame, uh, it was Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather that was just announced. And that's still the biggest pay-per-view of all time. Uh, number one is Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather. Number two is Manny Pacquiao versus uh, Floyd Mayweather. So Jake Paul, I guarantee it, with his brother, saw this and said, holy shit, what if we can make this the super fight of MMA versus boxing, which is a stupid concept because boxing is only one part of MMA. It's only one style that makes a complete fighter, going back to what I was saying. And he saw this business formula. He's like, what if I can act like Conor McGregor, do the same shit, and fight all MMA fighters? Now, you got to figure – Tyron Woodley was, even though he boxed, Tyron Woodley mixed boxing and perfected boxing to work towards being a wrestler and work towards being a complete martial artist. He, 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 Tyron Woodley going into boxing eliminates most of his weapons. Like, okay, I'm going to go into the pocket. I'm going to hit him with a right. I'm going to shoot for a takedown. I can keep someone out of the pocket and keep someone from engaging with me because people are scared of getting taken down by me. Like, Tyron Woodley made boxing to work for him to be a complete martial arts. You take away all this martial arts and all this knowledge and everything, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, and everything like that. Tyron Woodley, you know, that's why he couldn't steal the deal. That's why he couldn't finish Jay Paul. Like, let, let, Let's go off of a Khabib. Khabib outstruck Justin Gagey because Gagey's afraid of the takedown. Right. He's being afraid of the takedown. And and, and and Khabib wasn't throwing, like, like crisp, like, movement, in, in, like, uh, kickboxing. At one point, I think he even threw a cross push kick at the same time. But... Because Gagey's so afraid of the takedown, he's landing those. And so, yeah, 100%, like, uh, going back to your point, what made everyone so concerned about Woodley was he can shoot on me, and because he can shoot on me, then he can land those hard shots. Right. Um, when you take away all the elements and break it down to just boxing, I'm sorry. Like, it's just – it's you know, and it's silly. Like, I, I, I've trained with enough pro boxers. If you kick them one time, they're like, whoa, whoa, you're not supposed to – you're not supposed to, like it's it's a, a it's the uh, belt line and above, you know right. anything below they're like what the fuck are you doing, like because it's it's alien to them it's silly yeah. but you know look I I uh, the Paul I want to I want to uh, follow back but the Paul brothers figured out and they're 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 making it work Jake Paul was a, a Disney star, yeah he was on right. Disney was he really he started off with TikTok. And he was on TikTok doing stupid shit with his brother for attention. And then he got signed to be on this Disney show. And because he started like this, like he started a team. And my girlfriend tried to explain to explain this to me, but he started like a team and like he had a house and he started burning shit and burning down the neighborhood and the police got involved. So Disney's like, oh, I don't want any part of that shit. And they they literally fired him in 2017, 2016, 2017. So Jake Paul, you know, obviously he's thinking, okay, what can I do for attention? And that's why. Jake Paul, if you put Jake Paul side by side by Conor McGregor, Jake Paul is a carbon copy. He has literally stole the very organic business strategy of Conor McGregor and he made it artificial to work towards him. Like, and that, you do the he math. Doesn't a, he doesn't have a fun accent. No. The no. accent makes Conor fun. Like, I just, I'm like, oh, look at a funny, cute little guy. Oh, <laughs> forms. It's cute. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, seriously. I love that shit. That shit's, I mean, <laughs> Like, like, he wouldn't be nearly as entertaining if he didn't have that cute little accent. It's adorable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shit's but, adorable. And and, it's and, then, a, and then you got Jake Paul. Like, I, I, I remember he stole Mayweather's hat. 
I got your hat. I got your. I was like, <laughs> oh, what the fuck is this? Like, like, like playground shit. On, son. Oh my like god. Shit. Hey, but you know what? I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it, right? right. Like as much as we can, we we complain and and whine. The fact that we're talking about it means that that all the shtick is working, and that makes me want to shoot myself in the foot. <laughs> I genuinely grab one of my guns and just bang. Hey, don't say that on Facebook. You might have people show up your door. And I might, right. and I might be banned again because I'm banned for another thirty days because during uh, you know, when Steve released that video of Blues Clues, I put Steve doing gang signs, so I got banned from Facebook for hate speech. By the way. I, you know what? I've, I've, I've been warned twice. I've never been banned from uh, the book face yet. I've, really? I've, had, uh, I've had the FBI show up at my house for Facebook. Oh, do you have a picture of that? <laughs> Matt, Matt. <laughs> yes, I do. Matt wins. Matt wins. I do. I do. Matt, Matt wins. you got to take a picture. Matt, yeah, Matt actually had FBI agents at his fucking house. Matt, you Why? What did you – you put something about, like, killing the press? No, no. When, when, uh, when January 6th happened, I <laughs> – I took a picture of me at the White House or at the uh, the Capitol um, months, months, months before. Like I took sure. a picture. I, I took well, a, you didn't have a show I, on January sixth. <laughs> I, I remember. A, I remember talking to you that day. You're like, I, I on January. I I've got something I got to take care of. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to be off. Uh, I'm going to be radio silent for a while. I remember you saying that. No, so so uh, I, I went in front of Nancy Pelosi's uh, office and was like. You know, like, oh, it's disgusting. You know, took that picture, and and when it happened on January sixth, I I could not resist the temptation to throw that picture up there, and and so they came to check me out. I, I'm like, you realize, you, you realize, like, this was a post that you could check was previously, you yet you still came to check me out. What's that? I listen. I. I, I Seems to be a complete waste, in my opinion, of taxpayer funds. Well, uh, let me tell you this. So, uh, actually, so I can't remember which fight it was, but I, I got a call that the IRS um, was going to come and put a. They were going <laughs> to. Uh, I owed back taxes, so I was I was going to fight for the UFC, uh, and they're like, "We're gonna we're gonna put a uh, we're gonna hold your wages until you pay your back taxes." I'm just about to leave for the fight, and I'm like, well, "So I call uh, I call uh, I call the IRS." I'm like, "Listen." I, I have all my tax stuff. I'm at the airport right now. I'll be back on Monday and I will send everything in and, and, and can you just not, you know, just not fuck with me financially until that point. And they're like, yeah, yeah. But you know, like this is a serious, serious deal. And, and uh, so I go through everything. I get my, my paperwork. I call them on Monday. I did owe them money. Do you know how much I owed them? How much? $22. Oh shit. Oh my $22. God. $22. And I'm thinking the, um, the what this guy's salary is, it, he guaranteed makes over twenty-two dollars an hour. An hour, guaranteed. And I guarantee he put more than twenty-two dollars, uh, more than an hour of work on my case. The fuck oh, out of here, man. But, I mean, I didn't have the FBI come to my house, but maybe <laughs> after this podcast, I might. I just received uh, late breaking news that the Patriots lost by one point. So I'll be right back. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> I don't know what that right, means. Right. Are you a big Patriots fan? I'm a big Patriots fan. Apparently. Okay, well, I mean, hey. Do you have money on it? Oh, my girlfriend did. 30 bucks. Ah, too bad. $30. God damn it. I don't know much about, about, the, about the footballs. 
fuck. I don't, I don't watch football at all. Yeah, I'm not a football guy. So are there, are there any other fights coming up that we'd like to talk about? Are we going to go uh, go 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 all in on on the the, the Triller travesty? I think I, I think we uh, shit on. Uh, is there anything else we can shit on Triller about besides uh, the the president of the United States commentating and probably the worst performance in? I know. Uh, I know you're wanting to uh, come to a bare knuckle event in New York. So. Oh yeah, sure. sure. We have a bare knuckle coming November sixth to. Uh, Beautiful New York City. I want to come for. A, I want to go to a bare knuckle event. You want to come? Yeah, uh, they're having one. In, they're having one in Arizona. Ooh. Oh yeah, when? Um, I'm not sure yet. I don't think it's been announced. Can we get press passes? The one in New York, I, I'm seriously doubting it uh, because when they come to the big venues like that, like they're they they're completely uh, what big venue? They're they're, oh, they're messing for Garden. Well, it's like Miami. When they went to Miami, it's all oh, we we got so many press people and nobody shows up. So. Right. And why? Uh, I'll get. Uh, we'll, we'll talk, Matt. But we'll we'll get pressers for. Uh, we'll cover BKFC in New York City. We'll do it. Looks like we got our our uh, guy for General Zelda watching. Oh, what's going on, brother? Thanks for the comment. <laughs> that was the greatest comment ever. Just saying. Pretty I'll good. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, 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 I want to go to a bare knuckle fight. Is uh, who's? Do you know any idea who's going to be on the Arizona card? You can't bring that up yet. I don't even know yet. I mean, right. no. it's it's further out than it's like. Uh, there's one in Montana that's happening. I want to go to Montana. Do you really? I mean, you... I want. I, I I'd like to take a, a vacation in Montana, but I yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if you want to go to Montana, I'm sure I can get passes for that. So. I can't imagine it's too difficult to get press passes in Montana. I guess with one newspaper in all of Montana. <laughs> I think Do they even get I don't think they even get internet in, the, in, in most of Montana. I I'm imagining it's probably correct, but <laughs> probably have to have some sort of satellite. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so is there anything else uh, to cover besides this entire episode was based around shitting on Tito Ortiz and me and Gabe just had a blast when we when that happened. <laughs> Is there anything else bad we can say about T. Ortiz before we wrap this up like a Christmas present? There's a lot, but we don't have nearly enough time to just talk about that. Oh, Lee Murray. Oh, Lee Murray. So Lee Murray has access to his Facebook account, and he posted that shit rapid fire. And Lee Murray was the guy who fucking knocked out Tito in the back alley, which didn't happen. But, like, Lee Murray went fucking ham. Just everybody, all the MMA community. Just let him fucking have him. Why would he talk to him? So Gabe actually trained with Anderson Silva. He trained with Anderson. And why would you talk shit to Anderson Silva? And, and I don't care if Anderson Silva is 60 years old. That's the one guy you will not talk shit about, and he will not let that slide. He's going to fuck you up. And, oh, my God, yo, the MMA He's a bad man. <laughs> Especially, like, just striking. Just You're going to talk shit about the guy. Like, that's what he's really, really good at. You're going to go into a striking match with them? Uh-uh. Anderson Silva trained with the Cuban national team. Him and the Noguera brothers trained with the Cuban Olympic national team. And Anderson Silva, before this whole Trilla shit, he was an undefeated boxer. He was 2-0, and I think. Wait, no. Let me let me get validation on that. I'm sorry. Oh, grab the, the, the old Google. Yeah, I, I love I love Anderson Silva, like. He's just one of my favorite fighters. And you know what? I've, known, Ander- I've known Anderson for many years, and he is a genuinely good guy. 
and someone that I always root for. And I, I, I've told you the bad boy for life story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, was, he was one in one. I'm sorry. He was one in one okay. before he fought Julio. I'm sorry. But still, me and Anderson and Silva were bad boys for life. Bad boys <laughs> for life. That's more than enough for me. <laughs> so before we wrap this up like a Christmas present, is there any last thoughts and any last words? Oh, we got to bring up sponsors. The show is brought to you by the greatest MMA gym in history of history. Kaiju Joe. MMA and fitness. This guy. If you want to train with a four-time world champion and the original Big Dick Bandit, Gabe Ruger, go to Tarzana, California to sign up for some classes to train with the four-time world champion, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt, the man himself, Kajaja MMA Fitness. Dial 1-818-231-1119. Sign up for classes. And the first trial class is free, right, right Gabe? 100% true. Correct. Fuck you. But I, I, you know, I, I appreciate that, David, and, and it means a lot. But uh, I think we're a very, very good facility, and, and I'm, I'm uh, very proud of the grouping that I have. But I think there are a lot of really, really good gyms out in the world. But I, I, I would put mine against any of them. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and Drake, what about the Steven Seagal episode? That's something that will stain our reputation. Steven Seagal episode. What episode was that? Hmm. Oh, what about doing a Steven Seagal episode? I, I, told my, I told you my Steven Seagal story, right? No, you didn't. Oh, okay. I can't. I said, <laughs> I'll leave that for another day. But but just so you know, um, the Anderson and I are, are, are friends. And when he fought Vitor, we shared a locker room together. And I got to sit in the locker room with Steven Seagal and put him in his place, which was so gratifying. Felt no, so good. Not- all right, we can't wrap it up yet. You got to bring it up. Come on, Gabe. Please. No, 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 no. We'll leave that for another episode. Come on, Gabe. Come on, man. I'll, I'll talk to you afterwards. It's not like you don't have my phone number. It's not like you can't talk. <laughs> Look, this, that- is what, this is what we call the buildup, right? Oh. So maybe in the next episode, maybe you'll get the Anderson Silva, or I'm sorry, the Steven Seagal story. Ooh. Gabe, Gabe. It just went from six to midnight. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, I can't wait. Holy shit. Things in the work. Steven Seagal story next time. Boom. Sweet. And also Gabe's story is coming soon. We're gonna be in a cartoon show, which the world's not ready for it. This is There's some this pretty is good ones. This is something the world didn't know they want, but they know that they need. I we know that you need uh Gabe <laughs> cartoon show. So Gabe Stories, the cartoon show is coming soon. And it's going to rock everybody's world. Just some pretty, I definitely have some good stories, but I think we're going to have to get some other stories as well. Uh, and I'd, all, I'd like to start by saying I'm 44, and this is all way early in my life. <laughs> I'm not that man anymore. I don't do any of that nonsense anymore. I'm a family man, a business owner. I, 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 uh, I, I have two beautiful daughters, and they're my life. But I was a professional fighter, and I did a lot of nonsense. So I... <laughs> Also, the show is brought to you by Drinker Nutrition. If you want the best workout supplements in the game, go on DrinkerNutrition.com and order some pre-workout protein. Go to DrinkerNutrition.com and DopeChamp.com for some sweet, sweet uh, THC supplements. Ooh, nice. Just so you know, all Drinker Protein is 20% puppy. <laughs> highest, highest grade puppy. 
And uh, I would highly recommend if you want to get FDA approved. FDA approved. <laughs> Fucking amen. All right, all my brothers and hoes in different area codes, we thank you so much for joining us. We have another show coming up at 8 p.m. We have another show coming up at 8 p.m., right, Matt? Yeah, it's a recap of BKFC 21. Ooh. And I'm sure Matt is going to flip out. I'll probably hop on the show because I want to hear Matt's thoughts about the uh, Josh Burns fight. But um, Gabe, always a pleasure. The man himself, one of my heroes growing up, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Gabe. Matt, signing off from the Fight Mixer. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Peace. Perfect. 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 Perfect.